everyone and welcome back to the health cafe i'm your host vanessa tu i know it has been a week since our last episode you guys did not have a new episode last week and we will get into why a little bit later today but i hope you all have been having a great start to this new month a great start to july it is officially the first month of summer for the most part I feel like it's finally getting warmer out. It's actually sunny all the time, even though the days are technically getting shorter now that it's July because the longest day of the year is June 21st. It just feels so much brighter all the time and I love it. But you guys know the drill, let's hop right into our segments. So what is fueling me today? Recently, it has honestly just been spending time with my boyfriend, Alan, who I feel like I've mentioned a few times on the podcast now, but before I moved, we got to see each other at most once a week. Sometimes I would come down for like a weekend and I have been seeing him almost every day now, which has been a first since we were in high school. For those of you that don't really know our little origin story is that we actually met in elementary school, so kind of grew up together. And like in high school when we dated, we used to see each other every day, obviously for school, and then went off to university and only ended up seeing each other like once every week, every other week. So not very often, which was a bit of an adjustment. So it has been amazing being able to see him all the time, even if it's just for an hour to a day, we go and work at a coffee shop, study together, go grab coffee, or he comes over and I make dinner or I go over to his place and he makes dinner. And I have just been loving that. So that is definitely something that I'm super grateful for now that I'm living downtown is just being able to see him more and spend more time and just, be more connected with him again, which I absolutely love and I'm super grateful for. But what I'm sipping on this week, I am just over a week into my summer course. So I am taking a systems physiology course this summer. It's just one of my degree requirements that I need so that I can finish my degree on time. For those of you that are new here as well, I'm doing a major in basically what is considered pre-med or human biobiology with a double minor in psych and business. So I'm just taking this course since when I switched over my minor from chem to psych, I was one course short. So I have to take a course this summer just to catch up on that. And I am about a week and a half into that. I have had four lectures so far. I have my first test actually coming up next Monday. So this is super, super quick. This is the first time I've ever taken a summer course in my university career. So it definitely is a lot faster paced, even though university is already fast paced. So I'm trying to keep up, just keep up my work, but still enjoy the summer and balance that with school. And it's just, it has been a lot. But overall, I'm still just trying to enjoy my summer alone. That's definitely what I'm sipping on right now is just trying to get out and go enjoy the summer still, whether it's simply going to read a book at a park or going to a coffee shop to work on, whether it's schoolwork or work work while I still have the time. I definitely have still just been trying to embrace the summer months, even though I am technically in school. I'm finding it a little bit hard to focus on school because it's summer. I don't know how. I have some friends that do school full year round and take like 
one to two courses in the summer and then have like a lighter fall and winter semesters but I don't know how they do it because summer is like so cramped for a course and it just feels so rushed. Like I said, I'll have been two weeks into my course and already will be having a test. But that makes sense because it is half the amount of time that a normal semester is and normally we would have a test within the first four to five weeks. So it's the same amount of lecture content, the same amount of material. It's just really, really squished and time cramped. So I'm hoping I still do well because I kind of need to still do well. So we'll see how that goes. Wish me luck because that, like I said, is next Monday. And I love this prof. I've had her before for my embryology course last year, but she is notoriously known for making her tests super detail oriented. And this is still one of my first full in-person classes back. So full tests in person and exam in person. I only had one course last semester that was full in person. So it's getting back used to regular, I guess what I could call regular studying and just a regular school life, which is really different. And I have to like readjust to again because we've been online for so long. But enough about school, that is not what today's episode is about. I don't want to bore you guys with all of the school details, but that is what I've been sipping on, is just a lot of summer school, you guys. So moving into my recent go-tos, I have been loving the Notes app. Okay, this is kind of probably a really random slash weird recent go-to, but for some reason, I had never previously hooked up my notes app to iCloud. So now I have my notes across all three of my Apple devices, my phone, my iPad, and my laptop. And I don't know why I never did this before, but it is so convenient. Normally I would have different lists going on literally every single one of my notes apps. My laptop, my iPad, and my phone would have all different lists, all different notes, but now they're all conjoined and I love it. And I have also been using the notes app on my iPad and my phone to write during my commute because my laptop has been being an absolute piece of shit. Mind you, it is seven years old, but my keyboard and trackpad crashed. So I have been using a Bluetooth keyboard and mouse so that my laptop works. So now I'm kind of just using my laptop as a desktop and bringing a keyboard and mouse literally everywhere to be able to use it. But besides the point, I've been using my iPad and my phone on the Notes app to write the current work that I'm working on on my commute. And it also gives me a little bit of a break on my school commute. Cause like I said, I do commute now to school for my course. And I just get to like write on the like 30 minute commute and it's been great. I've been using the notes app for that. Don't ask me why I'm not using like Google Docs or Pages or something else, but it has been the notes app and that has been a big go-to. Honestly, like I said, super random, but I've always used the notes app, but for some reason now that they're joined across all of my devices, I just have been using it so much more. I also have been recently loving long morning journaling sessions. Within my morning routine, you guys know I have a few different journals, the five minute journal, I do a daily devotions, and then I also do the better everyday journal, which is typically just one page, but I recently have kind of been extending it. And if I wanna write more, I'll grab some sticky notes or a blank piece of paper and continue the journal prompt 
onto a further page and just really taking the time to journal and write down what I've been feeling, what I've been going through, or just elaborate more on whatever the prompt is asking for that day. And I've really been enjoying that. Like I said, summer is definitely the time where you have more time to be able to, you know, to be able to have those luxuries and do those things. So I definitely really love that I have been able to take the time in the mornings and journal and get a little bit more in tune with myself and just dive deeper into that. And then my last recent go-to has been midi skirts. It is definitely a midi skirt summer. I recently got two new ones from H&M. So that tops off my midi skirt collection to about six or seven different midi skirts, I think but I have been loving wearing them. I am definitely not a shorts girl. For some reason this summer and even last summer, I was not super comfortable in shorts and I just don't love going out in shorts. I feel like shorts don't necessarily suit my body type the best way. I don't feel confident. I don't feel comfortable in them. But what I have been loving is midi skirts because they give you that coolness on a hot summer day because they're light, they're flowy, but they also give you a little bit more leg coverage because I don't necessarily love, like I said, the way shorts look on me, but I feel like midi skirts are also just more comfortable, more breezy, and I have been getting more in touch with my feminine side, I feel like, in that sense, because I never used to be a skirts and dresses girl, but a midi skirt with a simple bodysuit or a tank top or a bra top or something to just go out and work at a coffee shop has been so amazing. I love it. So my go-to outfit recently has literally been a midi skirt, just some sort of basic tank or bodysuit. All of my midi skirts are really colorful, so like a basic black or white tank with a little pair of socks and sneakers and you are good to go. Or even like a knotted oversized tee, pop the sunnies on the head, pop a cute shoulder bag on, and like you are set, you're ready to go, you look chic, you look cute, and you're summer ready. Now for what you guys are all here for today, spilling the tea of today, we are talking all about hashtag 45 shift. What is 45 shift and just how it works, all the rules, and breaking it all down for you guys. So, Hashtag 45 shift is a lifestyle challenge. If you've ever heard of Project 50 or 75 hard or 75 soft, the concept is very similar. It is a day contained lifestyle challenge where you have tasks that you have to complete every single day. And if you miss one of those tasks during the day, you have to start all over again from day one. Recently, I've not necessarily been feeling in a slump, but I've really been wanting to challenge myself, challenge my routines, including my just eating habits and my workout routines, all of my routines as a whole. So I really created this challenge for the Health Cafe to not only inspire you guys to start making changes in your own life, but also to challenge myself as it is a challenge to just be better than I already have been trying to be and kind of crack down on myself a little bit. And I really wanted to be strict on myself and see how much progress I could make and how good I could feel at the end of 45 days if I just tweaked a few little things in my lifestyle. 
The tagline of 45 shift is 45 days to make a 45 degree shift. It's a health lifestyle and mindset reset, a challenge that if you've been feeling like you need to change or you want something to help you grow, this is the challenge for you. So here are the daily rules of 45 shift. Wake up before 7 a.m., one hour morning routine with no phone and no distractions, one hour of movement, follow a healthy diet, one hour working on a passion, read 15 pages, max four hours of screen time, and track and reflect on your daily progress. In addition to this, there are also a few weekly challenges. As there are approximately seven weeks in 45 days, each week has its own challenge. So with week one, it's try a new form of exercise. Week two is get outside every day. Week three is no phone 30 minutes before bed. Week four is to meal prep for the week. Week five is to drink three liters of water every day. Week six is to have no coffee at all that week. And week seven is to be asleep by 11 p.m. daily. Those are the rules. Those are the tasks. You know what you have to do. So let's chat about it. As I mentioned, I'd kind of been feeling a little bit in a slump and I think we all fall off of our routine. We all find ourselves on a little bit of the far side of balance sometimes and that was definitely me. I think just the month of moving in for me, I really kind of chillaxed. I let myself relax. I, yes, worked out probably still around three times a week, but without any defined routine, I was just kind of going through my standard workouts with no kind of mindset of where I wanted to be or any goal particularly in mind. As a very goal-oriented person, as July was rounding around the corner, I was sitting down and just thinking, you know, I think it's time for me to pull up my pants, put my big girl pants back on and get strict with myself a little bit. And not in an unhealthy you know, way, because of course, if you slip up, like that's okay, just start the challenge over again if you think that you can commit to the challenge. But it was more so for me that I actually enjoy giving myself a mental and physical challenge every once in a while to see what I can do, see how far I can push myself, because that is where growth comes from, is challenging yourself to go outside your boundaries and outside your limits and push yourself past what you normally do or what you think is good and normal for you. That's where the growth comes from is when you're trying to break those boundaries and break those limits and you know you have to be stronger and be better than those limits in order to grow so i was kind of at a point of i wanted to see where i could take the next 45 days and see how much i could grow how much i could change and also how much i could challenge my mindset how much i could be disciplined to do these tasks every single day and do the weekly challenges as well that i came up with and just see how far i could push my mindset boundaries as well which this challenge i feel like is definitely more of 
a mindset growth challenge rather than the tasks are actually that hard to accomplish every single day. It's really being able to push past your mental boundaries and seeing how far you can push yourself and your dedication to do something, which really helps you in all aspects of your life, whether it's in your job, your social life, or in your passions, which is also why I included an hour of working on your passions daily, but you need dedication and determination for all aspects of your life. I think that every successful person knows how to have perseverance, dedication, and determination in all things that they do. So if you can't be dedicated to eat healthy for 45 days or work out every day for 45 days, then how are you going to be dedicated to pursue your passions or create that dream life that you want for yourself? Which was a big factor in me creating this program as well. But let's talk about each part of the daily challenge, why I included that and why I think it's important to work on that and focus on it for the 45 day challenge. Waking up at 7am. I think we all have heard the term the early bird gets the worm and when I have been on a good schedule of waking up early, I definitely find that this is true. Even if it's just an hour earlier, say you normally wake up at 8, Waking up at seven, you will find makes such a difference. It really gives you that time to do that one hour morning routine, which is part of the next task. But I also think that waking up early is a big part of being disciplined, especially if you don't normally wake up early. So for me, since it's a wake up before 7 a.m., I have been trying to do 6.45, just to challenge myself again a little bit more. Of course, there's some days where I need that extra 15 minutes and I set my alarm right at 7. It has definitely been a challenge because I have been a 7.30 to 8 a.m. girl prior to this. Just normally, I feel like that's naturally when my body wakes up. But within the first week of doing this challenge, I already was naturally waking up at around 6.30, which is crazy because that's before I had my alarm set. So I've already seen that as a super great benefit. Of course, as long as I'm going to sleep on time and getting still the eight hours of sleep. So I've been going to bed around 10.30 to 10.45. And like I said, naturally now I'm waking up at around 6.30, which is insane to me. And I honestly love it because I wake up with the sun awake for all hours of daylight. And it's just such an energy booster. But the next task of the challenge is to do a one hour morning routine with no distractions and that means no phone. Do not even touch your phone, unplug it, whatever, turn your alarm off, set it back down, leave it alone. And here is the reason why. When you go on your phone first thing in the morning, it activates your sympathetic nervous system, your fight or flight system, making you anxious and stressed out first thing in the morning when you wake up. This increases your cortisol levels, which is your stress hormone, overall setting you up for a negative day. Maybe you find because you've been doing it so often that it doesn't quite affect you, but mentally it is triggering your brain every single time you open your phone as soon as you wake up in the morning to be stressed out and anxious. So part of this challenge is to not go on your phone for the first hour of the day, really complete your morning routine activities with thoughtfulness and mindfulness and go about every activity with intention. Whether that's simply just making your breakfast, making your bed, getting your glass of water, 
some other things that I like to include in my morning routine are obviously a journal routine, skincare, sometimes a shower, depending on the day. I'm definitely more of a night shower person, but sometimes a morning shower as well as sometimes a morning walk or morning workout, again, depending on the day and depending on the time. Some other things that you could include in your morning routine can be as simple as making your morning cup of coffee and taking extra time and care to do that, or your morning cup of tea if you're not a coffee drinker, or your morning cup of water, lemon water. Make it fun, make it fancy if you're not a coffee or tea drinker. They also say that the most successful people in the world all have one thing in common and that is a morning routine. And that is because your morning sets you up for success. The next task of the challenge is one hour of movement daily. And I think this is pretty given considering that 30 minutes of DPA is mandatory in schools across Canada. I think that honestly, it should be mandatory for adults across Canada as well. Daily movement is so imperative to your everyday well-being, your physical and your mental health. So this hour of movement can be as simple as going for a walk. It does not have to be a super heavy, crazy sweat session every single day, but as long as you're getting in an hour of movement, that is all that matters. So for me, what that has been looking like recently is four workouts a week, so four heavy sweat sessions. And then on the other three days, it's more of light movement, whether that's just a walk, whether it's yoga, or just a stretch session at home. A lot of the time it has been walking because like I mentioned, I am going to see Alan so frequently and we live about a 20 minute walk away. I easily right now I'm getting in a solid 40 minute walk almost every day. So if you are living in somewhere that's walkable, I definitely suggest walking because not only do you easily get in that one hour of movement, but it is so good for you to just be able to walk everywhere if you can. The next task is to follow a healthy diet and diet is simply what you're eating. So don't use the term diet as in how it's, you know, standardly used in the media as diet diet. But when I say diet, I mean whatever you're eating. So you could be eating McDonald's every single day and that is your diet. I just wanted to mention that before we get into this, but basically follow the healthy diet that you feel is healthy and is challenging yourself. I know I had a few questions about this just with people DMing me. So for me, a healthy diet is challenging myself outside of my 80-20 since I typically eat in the 80-20 rule. A little bit more of a challenge for me has been eating in 90-10. So still having some treats that I like, for example, chocolate chips on my oatmeal that are now 90% dark chocolate instead of 70% dark chocolate or throwing in a sweet here and there, or a treat here and there as well. So still following what I consider a healthy diet. It doesn't have to be super clean if that's so far off of what you normally eat. Just do a healthy diet that is challenging to you, that challenges how you typically eat. Because healthy can look different to everyone, I really wanted this to kind of just be a open task that wasn't super limiting so that everyone can define their own version of a healthy diet and what a healthy diet is challenging and looks like to them. 
Next, we have one hour of working on a passion. And a big reason why I included this is because I think that so many of us put off our passions and our goals because we are quote unquote too busy or don't have time. A lot of you may still be in high school or in university, or you may be working in nine to five. Whatever you are doing, take at least one hour of your day to work on that goal project, that dream life, that passion that you have pushed off to the side or just haven't been giving enough time to, take the next 45 days to find an hour of your day to focus on it, work on it, and start making that dream and that passion a reality. For me recently, that has been looking like writing. I feel like I've mentioned the last few podcasts and if you follow me on Instagram, you definitely have been seeing it more, but I have mostly been taking that hour a day to write my book and I have been loving it because I have been putting off writing for so long, honestly. I wrote here and there for the last, I'd say three years, but since grade 12 in high school, I haven't consistently written. So it feels so good to get back into a writing routine and feel and find that flow again, because it is such a passion of mine that I honestly forgot about and I tossed to the side because I got so busy with life, with work, with school. And yes, YouTube and social media is a passion of mine, but work on a passion that you don't necessarily work on all the time or something you might have forgotten about. If you play an instrument that you forgot you loved, pick that up again. Or if you used to draw and you stopped doing drawing or art, pick that up again. Find the time to paint whatever your passion may be. Find an hour of the day to work on it. The next task is to read 15 pages, and this can be read 15 pages of whatever type of book you prefer, whether it's a self-help book, a non-fiction book, or a fiction book. So for me, obviously, my preference is fiction. Currently, I'm reading Crescent City by Sarah J. Ma, and this is actually a book that I DNF'd, which is did not finish, a while ago, back in first year, actually, when I was in a big reading slump and I just kind of stopped reading altogether. And I kind of can understand why, because I'm about 150 pages in and it is so slow. It is just ridiculously, brutally slow. So I can see why I quickly gave up on it, but everybody tells me to just keep going and push past the first like 250 pages and then it gets better. So that is what I have been reading. But if you don't know where to start with reading or you're not a big reader, I definitely would suggest some easy reads or some self-help books like A Thousand and One Essays is a great one or Atomic Habits or any other self-help book that you might find interesting. I think especially for this challenge would definitely be a good idea to pick up and just take a browse through. But reading is so important to enhance your vocabulary, to engage your mind, especially if you're in a job that isn't necessarily a brain engaging. Your brain does need a little bit of exercise as well, and reading is such a good way to do that, which is one of the reasons why I included reading 15 pages in this challenge. Next, you need to max out your screen time at four hours. And I know if you work on your computer or iPad or phone, that might be a little bit hard. So for me, I don't set my iPad or my computer time limit, but my iPhone shuts off, locks down at four hours of screen time, which has definitely been hard 
considering that I do work on my phone a lot, but it has also been really beneficial for me because it means that I actually have to be super proactive with my time on my phone, even if I'm doing my job, that I am just quick to the point of what I need to get done. There's no excess scrolling or picking it up and looking at it, even when you know there's nothing to do on there or it's not going off, no one's texting me anything and so I've actually been leaving it in the other room a lot of the time when I'm not working on it or I'm doing another task just to even further minimize that screen time and make sure I'm not picking it up and putting it down again because I find that that's probably a lot of where we have screen time that we don't even realize is just oh you know no one's texting me I'm gonna pick it up and look at it for a second and okay no one texts me so we're gonna put it away or no one texts me, I'm just going to sit on Instagram for a minute and, you know, scroll around when I don't necessarily need to. So if you're finding that you don't have enough time during the day, start with limiting your screen time. If your screen time is six, seven, eight hours during the day, that is where you are losing all of your time and why you're feeling that you do not have enough hours in the day. The last task of this challenge is just to track and reflect on your daily progress. So like I mentioned, if you don't complete every single task of the day, you do start back at day one. So tracking that, seeing how many times you had to restart, how far you get each time, or if you can make it all the way through on your first shot. And then also just reflecting on how you feel every single day. Was today super hard to get all the tasks completed? Was it super easy? How are you feeling mentally, emotionally, physically? Just tracking that and keeping up with yourself as well. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode all about hashtag 45 shift. I would love for you to join in on the challenge. This is a challenge that you can start whenever, do whenever for the rest of life, basically. So I started it on July 1st. So when this episode goes live, I will be on day 13, but you can start whenever and just join in. So don't forget to use the hashtag if you do post, but I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode and learning a little bit more about the challenge that I created. I would love to see you guys join in, but don't forget to leave a rate review and subscribe. I have been seeing some of the reviews come in recently and I am so grateful and so thankful that you guys are loving the podcast as much as I have been recording the episodes. But thank you again for listening and you guys will all hear me in the next episode. Mm -hmm.